Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Luke. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is your host, Jen, here with the P40 Ministries podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in this morning to discuss Luke chapter one with me. And we're going to be talking about singing hymns to God and why these are so important, because we're going to look at Mary's hymn today. And so fun fact about this podcast episode, just to throw this out there, I fully recorded it yesterday to bring it to you guys and I lost it fully 100% lost it. And I was so upset because I did all the work for the podcast episode and then I lost it. So I was very irritated with myself and um, there was no way to recover it. And I was on in my car driving on the way to somewhere I had to be yesterday. And I was just like mulling it over and I'm just like, oh, I'm so frustrated with myself that I did all that work and lost that podcast episode. And so then I listened to the song, which it's 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 a Christmas song. My soul magnifies the Lord by Chris Tomlin. And it's literally the same song as what Mary says here. I sat there listening to it, the song in the car that was basically almost a cover of Mary's <laughs> Mary's song in verse 46 of Luke 1. And I realized that this podcast episode that I recorded on Luke 1 I was going to bring you guys was wrong. I had I had it all wrong. I had the hymn all wrong. I was like talking about Mary, how she was prophesying and how she was so gentle and humble and all this stuff. Then when I was listening to that song by Chris Tomlin talking about Mary's song, it hit me that it's it's not about Mary. You know, like, yeah, I can I can definitely say that Mary was humble and she was prophesying through the song. But the song was about Jesus, and that was the focus. But I had put all the focus on Mary when I was originally recording this podcast episode. So I always kind of believe that when something like that happens, like when I fully lose a project or something like that, there's a reason I lost it. And so I think that that was the reason. I think I wasn't, uh, you know, talking about singing hymns to God, but rather I was focusing a lot of it on Mary. So let's go ahead and read Luke chapter one, verse 39 through 56 today. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version as usual. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came into my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have been spoken to her from the Lord. 
And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has looked at the humble state of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is for generations and generations on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down princes from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and he has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Israel his servant that he might remember mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Mary stayed with her for about three months and then returned to her house. So, I mean, just looking at this, initially, you could think that Mary was the one that this is talking about, you know, because Elizabeth was so excited when she heard Mary's voice. And she says, Elizabeth says in verse 43, why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to visit me? And, you know, you could point this as, you know, being on Mary, you know, I think where the Catholic Church goes wrong is they put too much emphasis on Mary, kind of like I did yesterday when I was recording it initially, and less emphasis on God. So let's talk about this. So in verse 39, right after Gabriel leaves, Mary decides to take a nice long trip to go visit her cousin Elizabeth. So it says that she gets up after Gabriel uh, visits her, and it says that she goes into the hill country with haste into a city of Judah. So I don't know how far away the hill country was from Galilee, but it sounds like this was quite a trip. Because not only does it say it's the hill country now, which I can guess was kind of far away from Galilee, but also Mary stayed with Elizabeth for three months. So this was not going to be a short trip. It would, it would have been probably pretty travel intensive. So she goes into this city of Judah and goes and visits Elizabeth. So finally she arrives. And this is why I believe that at some point from the time Gabriel left Mary until she goes to visit Elizabeth at some point during her travels, that is when the Holy Spirit surrounded her and did this magnificent work where Mary was now pregnant because she visits Elizabeth and Elizabeth hears Mary calling out to her. So Mary goes into the house. Remember, stuff was much different back then. People could just like enter <laughs> or maybe um, or maybe Elizabeth and Zachariah had like maid servants or something that let Mary in. I don't know. But so Mary comes into the house and Elizabeth's doing something. And Mary's just like, Elizabeth, I'm here. It's your cousin Mary. I'm coming to visit you. And Elizabeth becomes filled with the Holy Spirit when she hears Mary's voice because she recognizes from a word of knowledge from the Holy Spirit that Mary, her cousin, was going to birth the baby Jesus. So she knows that the Savior is there in that house with her because Mary's pregnant with the Savior. So John, inside of uh, Elizabeth's womb, basically, recognizes that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and hears Mary's voice as well. And it says that he leaps for joy in her womb. And that is just so cute. He responds to that Holy Spirit by leaping for joy. And I've seen uh, little kids when um, they're excited, they jump up and down. <laughs> Adults don't really do that, but kids really do. Like my my niece, I, I took her to like this uh, little place near us that has like bumper cars and stuff. And I've taken her there before, but I took her last year and she's only five years old and she was really excited about it. 
and she starts jumping up and down and she was just so excited that she's going to get to go to her favorite place because apparently that place is her favorite place. So yeah, she's like twirling, she's jumping up and down and it was very, very cute. So I know that when kids are excited, they jump up and down and this baby inside of Elizabeth's womb was just so excited and he was going to be filled with the, the spirit from a very early age is actually what um, Gabriel had said. He'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I don't know if this is when he becomes filled with the Holy Spirit as well, but it does specifically say that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and John responds to that by jumping in his mother's womb. And so she feels that obviously. And I've never been pregnant before, but I have heard that the baby jump, like not jumping, but the, ba- <laughs> the baby moving around or kicking is one of the most exciting feelings that you can feel while you're a pregnant mother because you can feel that baby moving around inside you. But Elizabeth recognizes that John has leaped in her womb. So when she sees Mary, she cries loudly and she's basically like, why am I so blessed that the mother of my savior is coming to visit me? So the one thing that's cool about this was This sounds to me like Elizabeth was really waiting for that savior, for the Messiah. We know that everyone at this time period was waiting for the Messiah. And in fact, uh, Jews who do not believe in Jesus are still waiting for their quote unquote Messiah. But Elizabeth waiting for her Messiah recognizes that her Messiah is now there in uh, uh, in Mary's womb. And so she says, how could I just be so blessed that the Messiah's mother is here? And she says, why am I so favored? And she says, when I heard your greeting, Mary, she's like, my baby was so excited. He leaped for joy in my womb. And so she says, after this, she gives a blessing to Mary. And this is one of, um, I would guess, women, really love this verse, verse 45 of Luke 1. It says, Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have been spoken to her from the Lord. Now, depending on what version you read out of, it's going to sound a little bit differently. But Elizabeth basically gives this blessing to Mary and is like, you are blessed because you believed. And these things that you believed are going to happen. So then Mary probably also filled with the Holy Spirit at this point, starts not uh, starts prophesying in song. So let me just tell you something. I am a songwriter on occasion, and I don't just think up songs on the fly, okay? It takes me weeks <laughs> to get a good song. So the fact that Mary, who we don't know if she was a musician or not, but she thinks up this hymn on the fly and is like prophesying as well through this hymn. She's filled with the Holy Spirit. And so she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior, for he has looked at the humble state of his servant. And so this entire hymn here is talking about God's goodness, about how this Messiah has finally come. This person that Mary and Elizabeth were waiting for is now finally here. They were waiting for the the prophesied Messiah to come and to deliver them. And so Mary is giving this hymn of gratitude to God because she saw that, you know, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, prophesied to her that this stuff was happening when Elizabeth had no clue. Don't forget, Mary did not probably tell many people about what happened with Gabriel because Joseph certainly didn't know about it. 
But um, of course, that would have been a little bit of a different circumstance. But Mary probably didn't tell many people. And there was no way for Elizabeth to have known this beforehand, before Mary went to go visit her, because the mail system was only just beginning to happen in Roman times. And I don't even know if it had happened yet at this point. So mail did not exist back in these days. Cell phones did not exist. Elizabeth would have had no way to know about this until Mary told her. So so Elizabeth knew she had a word of knowledge from God and she prophesied to Mary that this stuff was going to happen. And then Mary, knowing this, knowing that Elizabeth had just prophesied to her without her telling Elizabeth, starts singing this song through the Holy Spirit of gratitude to the Father for finally bringing the Messiah into the earth and the fact that she was blessed to be the one to carry the Messiah. So she goes on to say, For behold, from now on the generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is for generations and generations on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. And he has put down princes from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. So what Mary is doing now is prophesying the Messiah inside of her was going to do all this stuff. You know, I mean, look at this. He is going to scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts, put down princes from their thrones and exalt the lowly. That's exactly what Jesus did. I mean, he constantly was humbling the the proud, wasn't he? Then on top of that, he's exalted the lowly. That's what he did. His entire ministry was exalting the lowly people. And he has filled the hungry with good things, is what Mary goes on to say. He has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Israel, his servant, that he re- might remember mercy. The one right here, he has sent the rich away empty. That reminds me of the y- rich young ruler that came to Jesus and left empty because he didn't want to give give up his riches to follow Jesus. I mean, his idol was his riches. And so then on top of that, she says, he has given help to Israel, his servant, that he might remember mercy. So in other words, the fact that the Messiah is coming, the fact that God sent him and that Jesus uh, willingly came down to earth in the form of a baby and then a human, you know, this was showing mercy on Israel that had straight away from him so many times because they couldn't follow the Old Testament law, which is what we're reading about now in the Old Testament is the law. And the more we're reading it, the more we're realizing, wow, you know, like we really can't follow this stuff. (laughs) We can't do it. So God in his mercy sent Jesus to be the ultimate sacrifice. And this is what Mary is saying. Even though Mary did not know what Jesus's real purpose was for coming down, she knew that the Messiah was going to save everybody. So she's giving thanks to God through this hymn. So one thing I want to leave you guys today is just think about God's mercy and sing a hymn today for your act of worship turn on some worship music and sing a hymn because we see people just start randomly singing when they're filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. You know, we see that and I don't think we incorporate worship music enough into our morning routines. I mean, some people do. I don't. And I know a lot of people who who do not. But worship music not only lifts us up, but it's singing praises to God. So my call to action for you guys is to sing a worship song right after this podcast episode. Just go and sing one and just see 
how your body like responds to that. Because for me, worship music, I just feel so different after I sing worship music. I feel very like uplifted, if that makes sense. So go sing a worship song, especially if you're not having a good day today. <laughs> but you know, friends, uh, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. I really appreciate everybody. I appreciate all the states and uh, the countries that are tuning in to listen to the P40 Ministries podcast. You know, thank you, Alabama, now for tuning in. You are officially my second highest listen state after Ohio. So thank you so much, Alabama, for tuning in to the P4E Ministries podcast. And you know, guys, if you like the podcast, if it fulfills you in some way, just please share it. Let people know that P40 Ministries exists. And you can write reviews. You can uh, rate it five stars if you want to, if you think it's worth it. And you can share it on your social media platforms as well. And just tell people, you know, word of mouth as well. Just if somebody is struggling and wants God's word, but doesn't quite understand it or is having trouble keeping a consistent Bible reading routine, let people know about the P40 Ministries podcast. Friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning, and I hope you have a fantastic rest of your Thursday. Happy listening, and God bless.